Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. So how difficult is it for parents making ends meet in a variety of sectors within Northern Ireland? Indeed, the majority of parents on low and middle incomes apparently consider childcare now to be beyond them. And indeed, it is a very expensive undertaking. Uh, there is a group called Melted Parents NI, and their representative is with me here on the programme this morning, uh, Casey McGivern. Uh, Casey, good morning. Good morning, Frank. Casey, Melted Parents NI, that's a great Belfast term, but it sums it up, doesn't it? <laughs> Yes, there is. Um, childcare, we have found for the people who can access it, uh, it's crushing them financially. And actually, the majority of folks are saying that they're finding it hard to even access a place for their child on a full-time basis. Um, we really welcome. There was a, re- a review uh, published yesterday of our childcare services, but we also feel like that doesn't really represent the true reality of young families and just how much they're struggling in Northern Ireland. Um, obviously, any progress before to a childcare strategy and progress towards getting any kind of help with our childcare provision in Northern Ireland is welcomed, but it's not really going far enough. Um, lots of families are in crisis right now, and we don't really believe that the report is as, I guess, a true representation of what our families are experiencing. It simply states that families find it hard to access, and it, the average cost is around £500 a month, but... That's not the reality from folks we're hearing from who have to find a full-time place at over a thousand pound a month for their child. Yeah, like the the bottom line is, you can have all the reports you like. If you've got a three-year-old today, that three-year-old will be at secondary or grammar school before you see any change in this country, and the child could actually be at university or out earning possibly a living wage or below the living wage as a as a teenager. The the, the point is you're not going to see change because I have spoken about this on this program since I started it 16 years ago and I haven't seen any changes. I haven't seen anything done by the government ever that helped childcare, that had, had provided a strategy that made it easier for people like you. And, you know, you possibly were at university when this debate started or younger even. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what age you are, but I have had this conversation with groups like your group year in year out and no one at Stormont in my opinion has ever done anything for you yeah I mean we've had a childcare strategy in the making for over a decade now and I suppose the disparity in support across the UK is just now more marked than ever Northern Ireland is the only place in the UK and Ireland that has no government funded programme for childcare at all Um, and often our preschool hours of around 12 and a half hours a week are talked about as if they're childcare, but they're not. And in fact, those hours cost families more money with their childcare to take up. So they're not free at all for working families. 
And I suppose now we're we're thinking a lot about when storming going to be back. Is it going to be back in the autumn? And there's lots of buzz about this childcare strategy being a priority. But Frank, I fear you're right. I think that even if we get the childcare strategy, it's going to take years to implement, never mind how long that strategy is taken to come to the fore anyway. Our families right now just can't afford to wait. We, they're in a cost of living crisis now. Their children are only young once. And that strategy and any meaningful change to our system that we have is going to take infrastructure. It's going to take people. It's going to take training. That's too much time. Our families need some kind of interim measurement of financial support to help them stay afloat and to help our economy stay afloat. Because this is a childcare is a wonderful thing for our economy in Northern Ireland. But we need to have people still in the workplace, still engaged and active in our economy come the time we can implement that big reform system that we just haven't had. Yeah, you know, funny, uh, when I say the 16 years of doing this programme, it even goes back further than that, because and ask any broadcaster, they'll always remember the first interview they ever did. And I was working on other radio stations before I worked on this one. And this was an interview that I carried out before I was a weather presenter. That, that's, a long, that's a long time ago. But the very first radio interview I ever did was about childcare strategy in Northern Ireland. And uh, as I say, I'm, we're just having the same conversation today in, 20, in 2023. This isn't going to resolve your issue, however, and we have to highlight the problems that parents are facing. And it impacts, even though you know, parental responsibility is shared it impacts mainly on women doesn't it 100% um, any lack of meaningful support or action by our executive is forcing our families to make really critical life decisions based on affordability and um, mainly women leaving the workplace and so um, people are giving up careers because their salary is basically being eaten up by childcare fees um, and families are even putting off having additional children as well but specifically thinking about women in the workplace, women represent the majority of our health service and we know our health service in Northern Ireland is under crisis. We've heard as a campaign from nurses, we've heard from um, people in surgical training, women in surgical training who are saying, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I firstly can't access the childcare for the shifts that I work. I can't get the flexibility in my work to allow me to work more regularly to take childcare hours. Or my whole wage is getting eaten up and I'm a relatively qualified professional who's quite well paid and it's not worth my while to go. So our women are adversely being affected. Um, and there's a lot of pressure being put on fathers then to provide as a single income household, which is just unheard of at the moment. You know, our grandparents are having to work later. They're not free to take care of our grandchildren and raise them. And by the way, our grandparents shouldn't have to plug the gaps for storm and neglect. They deserve to enjoy their retirement. But also um, families just can't live the way they used to. We can't live on one wage. We don't have grandparents on hand. There's an immense pressure on our young families at the moment and something needs to be done. And as a campaign, we're working to educate and politically mobilise this population um, who've long plugged the gaps by our executive neglect. And we just want them to use their collective power now to demand better for themselves and their children because we think that once it's recognised this is a crisis and we're no longer plugging those gaps, guys, then something will have to be done. Do you have a template from another country that you can point to and say, that's the way to do it? Well, we have very close counterparts across the water. So in England, we know, uh, for example, if you have a child who's three to four years old, 
and they will likely receive 30 hours free childcare if you're a working family. And that's going to be extended to all children over the age of nine months. We know there's similar schemes in Scotland. Um, down south, uh, the Irish government are looking to subsidise around 50% of the fees of families who are facing excruciating childcare costs and they're working. Um, we believe that Northern Ireland probably needs its own solution because there's some big issues with the 30 hours free in England. They're, they're currently underfunding um, that those hours for three to four year olds, which means that families with the youngest children get higher fees pushed on them. So we believe there needs to be a well thought out solution for Northern Ireland. But we also recognise that's going to take time. And so in that interim period, there's a number of things that we are asking our executive to consider. One thing, firstly, there is a cap on families' tax-free childcare accounts. So the government will make a tax-free contribution to families' childcare funds. So they'll top up anything a family puts in their account by 20%, but for a very limited amount of money per year. So we want that removed. Um, because it's truly not tax-free if there's a cap on it. Many families burn through their tax-free um, contribution before the quarter of the year is up. Um, we want that removed, and then we want the government contribution to our families' accounts to be 30% to give them a wee bit more relief. And then lastly, we believe that in Northern Ireland, our families deserve a cost-of-living style payment. They attempt to stay afloat. We've heard from families whose fees are increasing by 15%. And if you have a couple of children in full-time daycare at over a £1,000 a month, that's a lot of money on top of what your mortgage is likely rising after yesterday's announcement. And people just need a chance to stay afloat now. We believe these interim measures will help families stay afloat for now and not interrupt the structure or later infrastructure development that needs to happen for proper reform to come to our childcare system. And by the way... Who, who are you lobbying aware. at the moment? I'm just wondering who you're lobbying because you're saying you need this need this now. There's nobody listening to you. You know, there are lots of politicians who nod their head and say, I'm with you, I'll do this, this is what we do. But even if they even if they've the will to do it, they're not there. They're not there. They're, mm. they're sitting in their constituency office at best or they're sitting at home or maybe in their bed. But the point is they're not where they should be today and they'll not be able to deliver that for you. And they have no track record of having delivered it in the past. So do you not feel that, you know, you're wasting your time? It can feel like you're banging your head off a brick wall for sure whenever your the blanket reply is, well, there's no sitting executive. But what we know is where there is political will, there is a way. We saw that with the cost of living payments that recently were administered in Northern Ireland. And we're exploring every avenue. So we're exploring avenues with our Secretary of State and the Chancellor in Westminster and our local representatives and how they can lobby them. And we're also preparing for the possibility that we may have a sitting executive negotiating with the Westminster government now. And we believe childcare and funding should be one of the top asks for Northern Ireland in order to really help us work and get our families thriving instead of just surviving right now. Many families don't actually realise Northern Ireland receives funding for 33 hours in that English families receive for their three to four year olds and they will receive the funding for the hours for children nine months and older whenever that scheme is extended. They've never been spent on childcare in Northern Ireland and we say that's enough. Yeah, I can understand the, the, the argument from, from your side of the fence. The, the other point that comes up here constantly from people listening to the programme, 
will be that voice from those who don't need childcare and those who feel that they're going to be paying for it in, the, in their taxes. What, what do you say <laughs> to... The, 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 you know, there's one of them through already, uh, but you touched on this <laughs> about parents delaying having children, but there are people, that, that, and it's come up again here this morning, you know, if you can't afford to have children, don't have them. What, what do you say to that pretty callous approach from, from some? Yeah, well, to be honest, I would just reply that there's accountants and doctors who are telling us they can't afford children. So if people who are relatively on relatively high salaries can't afford kids, should the rest of us just not have them? These children are going to be the future of our country. They're going to be our future taxpayers. Not to mention that when we subsidise childcare, it's well evident it contributes massively to the economy. The 30 hours free childcare scheme in England was actually recently um, estimated by a PwC and Salvation Army report to have contributed 22.3 billion to the economy, which well outstrips its spend. Um, in Northern Ireland specifically, um, Timely Careers has estimated that with the amount of women who could afford to get back into the workplace if we supported childcare in, in a better way than we do now, it could add 1.7 billion to the Northern Ireland economy. It pays to help our families work. It is, and I'm just looking at the other texts here from parents who are endorsing what you're saying and who are finding it incredibly, incredibly difficult. Uh, we can't shine any positive light this morning, but at least we can listen to uh, your pitch, uh, Casey, and hope that maybe uh, some of these issues will be addressed in the foreseeable future because um, proper facilities for our children are indeed of vital, vital importance. Appreciate your time this morning, uh, Casey. It's a very uh, positive pitch that you make, if you don't mind me saying, and uh, thanks for your time. <laughs> Thank you, Frank. Thank you very much. And regards to all the Melted Parents, I think it's a, it's a great name for a lobby group, uh, Melted Parents NI. Uh, Aoife Hamilton is a specialist in this area. Aoife, good morning. Good morning, Frank. Yes, um, you know, I've associated you with employers for childcare. What, 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 what could you say at this minute in time that you didn't say previously when you've appeared on programs like this that might give these parents who are worrying about childcare and worrying about the mortgage going through the roof some sense of hope? What we are seeing, and with the publication of this RSM report and the fact that it's making headlines, we can see that childcare is being recognised as an absolute priority. And actually, not just for families, not just for women, but for our economy, for our society as a whole. You know, I think we're in a much stronger position than we would have been several years ago. So that recognition is clearly here. We also know that the publication of the, the report from the Department of Education is part of a wider piece of work and um, that is marking progress towards that much needed and long overdue new early learning and childcare strategy. So we've been part of this, as you know, Frank, for many years. We've interviewed more than 50,000 parents and childcare providers. The evidence is there. And that evidence has broken ground. And what we're now saying is that is you know, um, coming to, to fruition in a new strategy. But we do need to see an executive in place able to make childcare a day one priority and act on all of the progress and all of the work that is ongoing. Yeah, but that is the big issue, isn't it? One thing, having a strategy, it's another thing, implementing it. And there's no evidence of any similar strategies being implemented in the past. 
What we've got, though, is a really strong groundswell of, of organisations like Employers for Childcare, many of those um, you know, membership bodies for childcare providers, organisations working with and supporting parents, who and, and business support organisations who are all going to be working to make sure that we're holding departments, holding elected representatives to account. So we don't just get a strategy, but we get something that's a meaningful strategy, and we are actually seeing that delivered, that there are action plans associated with that. We don't just get a bit of paper that sits on a shelf. We've got something that is going to make a real difference in the pockets of parents to the lives of children, giving them the best start in life, and to employers, to our economy, who are going to be better able to access the skilled, talented workforce that they need. But you are competing with other strands of the Department of Health, other strands of the Department of Education, other strands of the Department of Communities and Infrastructure. There's, there are so many priorities facing a government if we ever get a government back here. There are so many. I'm just wondering where your strategy mm-hmm. is in that list of priorities. There are many priorities, but actually childcare is going to be an executive strategy, and that's in recognition of the fact that it's such a cross-cutting issue. So although the Department of Education is taking the policy lead on developing the strategy, it is an executive strategy because it matters to Department for Communities because it helps address poverty. It matters to economy because it helps to get people back into the workplace. It matters to health. It matters to every single department. There's no facet of our economy or society that won't be benefited through a really effective childcare strategy. So that's a real benefit, you know, and we're seeing, we know that there's cross-department cross-departmental work going on in the background to inform the strategy and to secure the buy-in of all departments to actually deliver on it when we've got it in place. Well, we'll as, you, as they say, we'll hold their feet to the fire. Is that the most uh, appropriate term? Frank, we've been doing it for years and we will continue to do it. We know just how vital this is for our children's future, for our families here and now, for childcare providers. This is something that we're absolutely committed to and we have seen a lot of progress. It is deeply frustrating. You know, I've, I've listened to Casey there. We totally understand the um, frustration for parents. Our team at Employers for Childcare is speaking to them every single day. We know the struggles. The positive that I would give to those families is there are so many of us working to deliver real change here um, and we will ensure, as you say, that we are holding the feet to the fire where necessary but we do have elected representatives and we do have departmental officials who are also very much recognising the need to make real and meaningful progress. Okay, let's finish on a positive. Aoife, thank you. Thank you very much indeed. Thanks, thanks. Aoife Hamilton with us here on the U105 phone-in, 02890-333-105. Kate Nicholl is a public representative who's made plenty of noise about this uh, over the last number of years with the the Alliance Party. But, uh, Kate, for a variety of reasons, whether you've got the will to deliver or other politicians have the will to deliver, there's no evidence of any progress ever being made. Uh, it's been slow, Frank, and I just want to pay um, credit to Aoife um, and Employers for Childcare who have really kept this at the forefront and done their best. It's now finally a, a political pr- priority for all parties. It's been something Alliance have been pushing for, but all parties now recognize that this is key economic infrastructure and it has to be prioritized. And actually, in the meetings that have been going on in the background between parties about kind of Future working and a, a program for government childcare has been one of the key issues. So I am optimistic um, that there will be movement on this, um, but w- we have to deliver because people are really struggling now. It's a crisis now for people.
So let's presume you're back in October, as a lot of pundits are suggesting, and you are round the table and you're having the discussions and you're deciding what the major priorities are. How quickly will that slip down the agenda? Well, I, I hope it doesn't. Um, we certainly will be pushing for it to be to be prioritised as a day one priority. Um, we know from parents who are are struggling, and it's not just parents who are working. It's um, it's, it's, it's the full spectrum. It, childcare is just in crisis at the moment, and people really, really need support. I think the the, the fact that it is economic infrastructure is really important to recognise. The childcare strategy is going to be really important, but it needs to be costed. Um, and that's one thing that we've found, you know, I've been meeting with stakeholders and with providers and with parents since I got elected. I mean, this was, this was one of the main reasons I ran for election was to try and reform childcare because it's, it's impacting so many people. Um, and they're all saying that uh, we really need proper costed options. Our childcare support is so far behind everyone else. Um, we're looking at all these other countries which are doing really radical um, radical investment and making a real difference in it. And we're so far behind, but one advantage to that is that we can actually design a system that works. So not to copy what's happening in England where you can have, you can have access to 30 free hours, but you may not have a place. In a, in a nursery or a daycare. You look at um, what's happening in, in other countries where they're paying uh, directly to providers and the stipulations with that. So if you if government invests, then the providers will provide high-quality, uh, flexible, affordable childcare. But also, crucially, childcare um, providers are able to to pay the staff, the early educators, um, proper proper salaries. You know, in, in some countries, they're working towards paying them the same as a nurse, a, a primary school teacher. Um, and I think that's fair. You know, these these people are entrusted with our most precious, um, our most precious kind of aspects of our lives, and they should be valued properly. So I think what we are saying is that yeah, childcare actually should be expensive. It should be high quality, but it should be subsidised by the government. Well, and you know, um, it, it brings so much back into the economy as well, Frank. So uh, it's um, it, it's a no-brainer. We, we we really need to fix this, and it will benefit everyone if we do. Okay, just finally, because Casey did mention Scotland, England, and the Republic of Ireland were ahead of us, but not perfect. And you've you've reinforced that, uh, especially with the reference to to England. Which country in Europe is the template? Which which one would you say we got to do it like those guys, and then we're doing it right? I think there are aspects from from so many different countries, you know. Um I think that they're I think in the South they're they're doing really interesting things in terms of having a Minister for Education and prioritizing it and, and kind of that direct payment to providers. Um I think that uh, Canada is often held up as a, a Is it the a Minister for country. Education or the Minister for Children? Minister for Children, sorry, Minister for Children. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're, they're really prioritizing this and, and making childcare child-centered. But I think also we, we need to change our, our language around it. We talk about childcare. It's early education so often as well. And um, I, think that, I think that's why sometimes people are not valued for the work that they're doing. It is such important work. And uh, the first thousand years of any child's life, we know how important it is. I don't know how often we have to keep talking about how important the first thousand, year, the thousand days are. So let's make sure we're putting the right measures in place so every child has the best start to life. Okay. Uh, Kit Nichol, appreciate your time this morning. Uh, child care spokesperson among 
her other issues uh, in relation to the Alliance Party. Uh, your opinions are welcome. 02890 treble 3105 here on the U105 phone What's in. What's your thing?